0: From CNU23 in Dallas, this is the Strong Towns Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Chuck and Welcome back. Uh, This is the last podcast we're doing from CNU. I appreciate all of you that have listened, uh, and and I'm sure you've gone through and and downloaded all 24. We really wanted to highlight some of the great things going on here and and the great people that are here. I'm I'm fortunate uh, for our our big send-off. We've got uh, two friends from the American Conservative. Uh, I've been very privileged to develop a relationship with them over the last year or so. Jonathan Coppage. And Benjamin Schwartz are here for the CNU. We've got a session coming up just shortly after we finish up here. Guys, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having us. Great to be here.
0: I'm I'm really thrilled to be having this session. Let's talk a little bit about the American conservative first off the bat, because some of our, our readers have certainly seen the stuff that I've written and the links to you guys and then gotten connected to you that way. But... Our podcast listeners is a different group. They don't Mm -hmm. always overlap. Tell a little bit about what the American Conservative is.
1: The American Conservative is a magazine that started in 2002 as a conservative anti-Iraq war magazine. And so it has always been a home for heresies aplenty. (laughs) Um, and that was something that we were talking about last night at a reception that we had that one thing that all of us are grateful for is that we are a home for many different viewpoints. The tagline that we run with is ideas over ideology and principles over party. And so one thing that I've been very grateful for is to be at a place and the only national magazine that I can think of that will take a step back from com- covering Congress, the White House, war, peace, you know, subjects of some national interest, and devote its resources to community and home and neighborhoods.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I've really enjoyed, the, the, you guys have had this special focus on new urbanism now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and why don't you talk a little bit about how that came about and how that fits in with, the overall dialogue you're having there at the American Conservative.
1: Absolutely. Well, we have been interested in new urbanism for some years. There's a uh, conservative subcurrent uh, that runs through that is, like I said, interested in neighborhood and community. You have um, Catholic folks set up at the Notre Dame Architecture School who are interested in you know, natural law and new urbanism. Um, And so we approached the Richard H. Streehouse Foundation with a proposal to investigate this thoroughly, to give a lot of coverage to why the new urbanism uh, coheres with conservative ideas and should have conservatives coming along for the ride. And we were fortunate enough for them to accept our proposal, and we started this up uh, last summer and were able to bring Ben on board As our fellow, uh, so devoted and have been tremendously fortunate for um, all of the covers that we've been able to get, to be able to reach out to people like you um, and bring you on board, as well as others, uh, to have John Norquist writing about, um, you know, the federal policies that inhibit main streets. And it's been a very exciting project to be running from the web that we have over at New Herbs is the blog that we'll run day-to-day and that you've written for frequently, Yeah, as well as uh, six print articles um, that Ben helped us bring together. And um, you wrote the culminating uh, article for, which we were very pleased with, and Ben himself wrote the cover piece for the previous magazine.
0: Yeah, yeah. What's the What's the, what's the reaction, Ben? Um, I mean, how's this? How's this been received amongst? And let me kind of split that up because I, I think there's probably been a reaction I- internally in what you maybe call conservative thinkers and, t- and and people heavily involved in the other aspects of the American conservative. But I think there's also bits of crossover too. People that maybe are new to the scene. What what are some of those reactions?
2: Sure. Well, I think uh, for people unfamiliar with the magazine, they're. Often surprised to see such an article in the magazine. Not that it is, again, in any way counter to conservative thinking. Absolutely, really, right. But that it's just not the new urbanism, family community. Family community. What could be more conservative? A- those, Amen. Those right. Those ideas. But uh, people are surprised by what John was talking about—the sort of the heterodox nature of the the. The issues that the magazine covers, the the various stances that its writers take. So, for instance, when I'm describing the American conservative, I usually just throw up my hands and say, "It's probably not what you think," <laughs> and, and I just urge readers to go to the website and take a look. And when they do, they're always shocked by what they see. Yeah. Uh, but uh, with with this piece, which was on uh, sort of the unintended and destructive consequences of uh, urban planning in Britain for the uh, British working class, uh, uh, it did, I, I was surprised and heartened to see that many people unconnected to conservatism, for that matter many people unconnected to urban issues specifically, found their way to the peace, largely in the UK, because this is still, this is a uh, uh, an issue and this is uh, uh, a Britain is still very much confronting the, the, the consequences of yeah. those policies in a way, uh, obviously, that we are over here. In some ways, I think it's, 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 even, it's far more intense. Sure, sure.
0: I, I have to say, for a, a number of years, I was looking for answers to, to questions that I had. And this kind of came up in the last piece that I wrote. Uh, and and I, I found myself back at the new urbanism over and over and over. I would have this question... And I would try to find an answer. And I would find something I thought was coherent. And then, lo and behold, it was something a new urbanist had put out. And I couldn't bring myself to be an an urbanist. It seemed too left-liberal, tree-hugging kind of thing. And I came here to the CNU one year as kind of like incognito. I'm just going to check this place out. Maybe try to call a little bit out for myself. But I'm not one of them. And I found an organization that not only uh, spoke to me as a conservative, as someone who has as long identified it as a conservative-minded person, uh, but 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 found an organization that really was answering a lot of things in, in its core, a very conservative way. How has that relationship been, or, or the, the interaction between the movement new urbanism and, and conservative thoughts? Is that something that is now being enhanced by this whole thing?
1: Absolutely. I think we've gotten a very positive reaction among new urbanist communities. Um, and I think there's a little bit of skepticism that we run into. Uh I was just reading over a piece recently that was run on uh, the website The Grist of detailing some of our efforts and saying that is all well and fine and isn't that fine and dandy, but they're never going to get anywhere. Right. They're never going to bring any other conservatives. No one's listening to them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with respect, I have to push back against that. What has been interesting is to hear a lot of people uh, read the work that we're doing and to go, you know what? I'm not sure that I knew about this. Right. I, I'm not sure that this coheres with what I had always thought that things, how things worked. And that goes both ways. We've heard from a lot of new urbanists who have been blown away that people who call themselves conservatives are, you know, fiercely critical of auto-oriented development. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And, and who see it not just as, um, not as something that runs counter to their conservatism, but as something that very much proceeds from it. Right, um, and that's something that you've done excellent work with at detailing just how thank you um, important it is to know that if you're a fiscal conservative, there is nothing more fiscally conservative than traditional, you know, development. Right, uh, something that is sustainable. So, um,
0: so I, I find it. I find it interesting. I didn't hear I didn't know about the Christ article but that's fascinating to me cuz Grist has run some of my stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like you know you realize that I'm like I don't like everything you else else you run is crazy to me <laughs> 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 um I I feel a little bit sometimes like uh the, the debate we get sucked into is explaining why more conservatives should be on board uh with like the new urbanist mm-hmm. message but there's also this other side of it which is there's a lot of people who identify as liberals or progressives that maybe want similar outcomes, mm-hmm. but are approaching it from kind of crazy places that I think are actually creating the problem. Do you, do, are we addressing, I mean, are you addressing that? Is that is that going to become part of the dialogue? Uh, or is that an important facet here to draw
2: some distinctions? Oops, could I interrupt you just for a second? Please. Um, what? What are these sort of counterproductive ways well, of let Well, me, let, me give, this you, this let me give you a, a, yeah.
0: a, a thing. I, I have a, a lot of people who love transit, right? They say, we should have walkable places. They should be served by great transit. And, and I, I intuitively think, yes, I think the culmination of good development patterns would give you viable transit. That doesn't mean you go allocate billions of dollars from D.C., build a, a, a big top-down transit system, in the way that you imagine it should be ultimately and then, you know, be surprised when the land use pattern doesn't work at the end of the day, right? That's, to me, classic, like, big government liberal approach to things.
2: Is that is that a... Well, sure. I mean, I, 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 I'm not really... I wouldn't even, though, draw that hard dividing line... Go for it. ...between, uh, uh, between top-down planning and uh, and left... Sort of and left progressive thinking. I mean, after all, I don't know where uh, Jane Jacobs, for instance, was eccentric politically. I don't think you could ever describe her, though, as 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 a conservative in um, in in in. The conventional meaning of that word. Right. I think she was deeply conservative. I, I, I um, actually
0: think she was too. Yeah, I, I read her books and she's bashing Keynesianism <laughs> and everything else, and I'm thinking, I, I totally am with this person. Right, yeah. right. But of course, you <laughs> know,
2: I mean, anyone who is leading a broad based uh, community effort in the West Village in the early 1960s, right, is <laughs> is not is not going to be unfamiliar with, progr- uh, with, with progressives and progressive thinking. Right. You know? But again, and this goes back to sort of a broader point. There's a big tra- uh, uh, progressive tradition sure. that is suspicious and hostile of central planning and uh, and sees the connections very, in very similar ways that m- uh, many traditional conservatives do between, say, big business and big government. Right. Uh, so uh, the I Very think, good point. Yeah, yeah and I, I just think generally, what, when I talk to liberals and progressives, not, not necessarily city or state bureaucrats, but just people who identify as liberals and conservatives, yeah. they want the same things. Yeah, state they state want, I mean, every, everybody wants a good local public school that their kids can walk to safely, right, say. Right. And now, what they have to understand is that to get there, you know, there are certain kind of fundamental changes that often have to be made. But, you know, neighborhood and community is not, a, it, it is a conservative value, but it's also a human value. Right, right. right.
1: And and to that point, um, when I was reading the Grist article, I came across a response that I wrote to it, and I jotted down one of the paragraphs because I think it really encapsulates what we're about and what we're getting at here. Um, because I I believe part of it was, you know, the environment is just about to fall apart, and so we can't waste time talking to these conservatives. You know, global warming may sink us all in 20 years. If so, that's terrible. That There's not much we could do about that. But if civilization survives the next few decades, people will still need places to live. They will still need ideas about how best to live. And that is what New Herbs our New Urbanism project is here for. Not to save the planet in 30 years or the economy in 10. We're here so that the built environment our great-grandchildren will inherit, will give them the best chance to live in flourishing communities. It is about taking that long view that is essential to conservatism. And that has been some of the great wisdom that New Urbanism has brought, is going back and studying the wisdom of our ancestors. Right, right. Of how civilization built itself and conducted itself for thousands of years until a very odd and dramatic experiment wreaked utter havoc upon our living patterns. And now it is, what has been one of the great things about being about around CNU is seeing so many projects at reviving that wisdom and how much progress is being made from you know, the first CNU 23 years ago of how far it's come in terms of getting the, these traditional wisdoms built back into our backbone.
0: Right, right. It,
2: it, it. Go if ahead. I add just add Please. Uh, one point. I do think that the conservative perspective can serve maybe as a useful corrective to some of the new urbanism thinking. Sure. In that... New urbanism, like any idea, any set of ideas, it can become um, uh, rigid. It's it's own dogma. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'll give you you an example of this in my own town. Uh, I live in a famously new urbanist community, South Pasadena, California. Sure. A leafy suburb filled with craftsman houses, just walkable everything else. They identified maybe 30 or 40 years ago that this, one of the things that was absolutely wonderful about this community was the, uh, the, the, the plethora of trees. It was a you know, shady, leafy area. Yeah. Uh, so, but then the idea that, that notion, that observable fact, uh, became translated into what I find to be a, a, a an idea that's gone way too far. So, for instance, now there are incredibly rigid, uh, uh, regulations about tree trimming and tree removal right. to the extent that every time you remove a single tree, it's first of all, which is an, an unbelievably burdensome and difficult process. You must literally replace it with six. Now, what that has what right. that has resulted in yeah. is a you know, uh, Southern California is not um, is not an eastern woodland, right? But this town now resembles an eastern woodland to the extent that. In the, for the winter months, much of the ground is never dry. In Southern California, you have mushrooms growing wow. in the community. Yeah. So, and again, it's a wonder. Yeah, mathematically at some
0: point, mathematically at some point, you run out of room for trees. Exactly. <laughs> so, but this, this right. is an
2: idea that sort of taken, any idea yeah. that sort of takes hold and becomes unrooted right. in the, the, the needs, uh, and the desires of the community. Right. You know, can become, if not if not dangerous, at least pernicious a to a degree. Yeah, yes. pernicious. Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah.
0: It's 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 interesting because you see those debates going on internally here. Um, there's a real strong strain of, uh, boy, we we need to reduce regulation. Everything we want to do. I mean, these guys started out with everything they wanted to do being illegal. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, at the at the very local level, the level where I think our you know the message is, is strongest. Uh, and, but but as it's matured, there's also been this this counter force where okay, let's codify good now, <laughs> as opposed you know with the with the uh, with the kind of the built in underlying assumption that now we know you know now we've reached nirvana and we know what is good.
2: Obviously, those people 50 years ago that put the current place precisely they thought the same thing right? yes yeah, precisely, <laughs> yeah. and that it is i don't have a, I, I don't have a solution to that I don't think I, I don't know maybe you do, John. I mean it does seem what is always so it, it I, I do find say, a lot of the thinking about urbanism, what makes good you know places and spaces now. I do find myself bridling a bit just for that idea that. You know, we have the sense it's almost a, a wig interpretation of history. Now we have the correct answer. We figured but it of out, of course, right. <laughs> we've always thought that we had the correct answer. Right. So you always have to be very—it's not, I think, skeptical and humble. You yeah. know that that you know that the, and and very aware of unintended consequences and the dangers of taking anything too far. Right. Right. I, I'm sure you I, have something to add to
1: that. I, go ahead. Uh, I. Well, I think that's absolutely right, and I think that is the case with any set of ideas. Um, and I, I don't have a solution to the human condition. <laughs> I, unfortunately, I've been working on one for years, and
0: still. The grand theory of humanity? Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, you can take an attitude of humility to it, and what does help, uh, the new urbanists is, what appeals to a conservative, which is that rootedness in history of um, something that you wrote about in your most recent piece, that these are ideas and forms and patterns that have been tested time and again, have been subject to famines and droughts and wars and population movements, and yet we still kept coming back to these as a species. There may be some wisdom there.
0: Right, right. Um, I, I think when a lot of people hear conservative when they when, they're, when they're, it, it, people hear sometimes we 're going to have a very interesting session <laughs> this is you know this session is going to be a lot of people when they hear conservative hear republican mm. like it, there 's no distinction between the two. Do you guys draw a distinction between the two I, I'm, <laughs> I draw a distinction between why don 't you you know can you can you maybe talk about how a conservative should be perceived differently? someone who identifies mm-hmm. as conservative. Is is not necessarily a party line Republican voter. Just the way that a liberal is not a, a you know mm-hmm. a party line Democrat voter. Sure.
1: Well, this is essentially the very mission of the American Conservative magazine is to proclaim that from the rooftops um, that any coalition that forms, say, as the uh, Republican Party did around 1980. You know, it's a particular confluence of interests and coalitions and support structures, um, some of which may cohere with those of a conservative temperament, of a conservative disposition, of a conservative understanding of history, and some of which may have just come along for the ride, or may be more radical parts, or may just be, you know, the product of politics. What we at the magazine try and emphasize is that conservatism is not an ideology. It is not a party line. It is an approach to uh, tradition and an approach to the world that does not cohere at the ballot box. It coheres in the human condition and human life as it is lived and as it has lived over the generations. And I think Ben probably could have a word or two as well. Well, I would,
2: uh, I would just add that what John is talking about again isn't limited to people who even identify as conservatives. Right. That there, uh, that mo- uh, that one can especially, and this especially in issues related to community, neighborhood, family, most people are conservative, right. uh, that uh, now there are, it's not to sort of want to paper over the real differences that might emerge, but that there is an enormous common ground. And this go, This is at least equally true in terms of, say, foreign foreign policy and defense policy. But there's an enormous common ground between uh, sort of uh, what I would uh Sensible people, of a, however they define That's their fa- ideology or way of thinking. People, right? Yes, yep. yes. And, uh, you know, again, um, as far as, uh, as far as sort of urban related issues go, uh, it's, uh, I think there are as many liberals who are frustrated by a, uh, an unresponsive, uh, uh and arrogant, uh, uh, uh Bureaucracy and and centralized decision making, uh, as 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 conservatives are, they are fronted
0: by. I mean them all the time. Right. Yeah, yeah.
2: Right. You know. So again, and this comes out absolutely in 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 the area of education, uh, that for diff- maybe for somewhat different reasons, but liberals that I know uh, are are just as shocked and surprised and dismayed. By the way, that they are no longer have any control, right. or sense they have no longer any control over m- many essential aspects of public education.
0: Right, right. It's a good example. What, what does, and I maybe mean, this kind of wrap up, mm-hmm. what What does success look like to you from the New Herbs Project? You know, you, you look back at this and say, here's, here's what we're hoping success looks like.
1: Success looks like, um, to me, that you can no longer really run a conservative case against the suburbs piece uh, with that headline <laughs> because it's just obvious. Yeah. Um, that we did a little smackdown on that one. Yes. We? Yes. I, I encourage any readers who uh, haven't read it to go read uh, Chuck's piece on New Herbs, the dot slash herbs. It was a classic. Um, but (laughs) you should have those sentiments in places like National Review. Right. Um, that not that we will necessarily take the entire, you know, conservative world by storm, but that it is worked into a way so that people who identify as conservative can identify as having an attachment to good place good neighborhoods good urbanism and can know that that coheres with their values and likewise that people in the urbanist community can know that they have conservative allies and friends and great common ground
2: yeah yeah
0: are, are, are we uh, are we destined to be a red rural blue urban nation or is that is that something that's going to evolve over the next couple decades?
1: I don't think we're destined to be that. I think it will be very interesting to see how we shake out. Um, There are ways to read the polls that uh, indicate that we will be just such a divided nation that um, the urban and the rural will have just different ideas of what the good life is. But I suspect that as Things progress, as the issues facing the nation progress, and as culture progresses, um, people will get to know each other. Um, culture will not just be made in the cities, um, for the cities or just for the uh, rural areas, but... There will be bridges to be built and there will be shifting coalitions because if there's one thing that determines politics, it's the interests of the moment and those can shift people's ideas very quickly. Right. Um, and so I don't think that we're going to be as polarized and as bitterly divided as many of my more pessimistic, most of my colleagues may suspect because I, I think we'll come back around and remix and just keep remixing because that's how politics works
0: right do, do cities cities need conservatives
1: absolutely yeah um, I, and I think it's particularly important because conservatives as constituted in the United States will bring a little more uh, fiscal sense sometimes which is uh, needed in terms of you know what you're going to devote your bonds to as well as an import you know an important attachment to um you know, neighborhoods as such of you want an instinct there, whether people self identify as conservative or not, you want an instinct that says not to be a nimby right, but to say this neighborhood has importance and has a history and has a tradition, and so we should develop we should. Uh, continue building. We, but we shouldn't. Um, if we can help it, just build out everything and you know blow people away. That there's an importance to attachment to place, even in uh, cities that are often constantly churning.
2: Right, right. I would. Uh, I I have to add a pessimistic note. Please if I may. go ahead. No, I'm I'm, I'm, open I'm to I, it. I, I as as a I as a as a self defined conservative. I. I think pessimism is, is, <laughs> is healthy territory. Right. <laughs> um, but that, um, I do think that, and again, I think, you know, conservatives have to speak to, to, to progressives, but I think conservatives also have to speak to each other. I don't think, just in terms of the, uh, uh, uh urban issues, I think that there will be no real progress until the, uh, Stranglehold, of big business, and 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 corporate-friendly policies and politics is uh, n- no longer holds. There's a, de- there's a decoupling. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I, I see uh, that same thing. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, Benjamin, we're we're gonna have a fun session. Thanks so much for taking the time to come up and, and chat with me. Uh, thanks for being here, and and thanks for the opportunity to share my message. Through, through you guys as well. I, I think it's been a, a very good meeting of the minds, and I, I appreciate you reaching out to me.
1: Thank you for having us, and thank you for writing. We hope to continue.
0: All right. Enjoy the rest of your CNU. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, this will be the last podcast of the uh, of the week, and I, I hope you can spend some time and go back and listen to all. There's some great stuff here. Take care, everybody.
1: They know that America's one big pothole right now. Bill, 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 Bill.
0: That's a story.
1: Chuck Morone, this has been fascinating.
0: Who made it today?
1: I like you. I like your vision of the of the world.